Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Hi, everyone. I'm John Seymour the host of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show and Inspirations for Your Life. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to another Jaymore Tech Talk show. Great to be here with you, Marcus. How are you doing tonight? I'm not sure if we lost audio there for a moment. Hi, hiya, John. Oh, all right, there you're back. Okay, great. Uh, so we have another great show planned for you, but I want to tell you that we have an amazing guest coming again. And this guest has been on our show before, and it's always uh, a, tr a treat whenever he comes on the air. Uh, Dr. Michael Nuccitelli, uh, who is the expert on the psychology perspective for cyberbullying, cyberstalking, cyber criminals' minds, and also Odor um, telling us, you know, what you're basically doing um, online um, will actually permeate into your offline behavior. So definitely stick around for that. He'll be here next week, um, which is the <laughs> going to be coming up with the 22nd and the 29th. We have so much information uh, that you're going to want to catch with him. And uh, we had to put it in two shows because there's just so much valuable information. And please definitely watch it and watch the show many times because you won't catch everything in just the one show. So let's get into what tonight's show is about. You know, we've been talking a lot about the Ukraine. I'm sure that's uh, no mystery to everyone. But, you know, a funny thing has been happening. You know, we've been spending lots of money on different things. And one of the things they're spending a lot of money on, yes, you heard it right, it's the SpaceX Starlink terminals uh, that were that were sent to the to Ukraine. They actually had them costing us, literally, I'm going to tell you, they had them costing about $3 million. So that's quite a bit. And so, um, you know, somebody's going to have to pay for that as uh, the U.S. government is uh, now trying to help with this as they're providing the Internet service to the Ukraine following the Russian invasion. But uh, unfortunately, as we know, Marcus, uh, there's no free ride, is there? No, Everything not at all. <laughs> Every everything comes with a price. It comes with, a, with with consequences, and and you know, and these guys for a very long time has has expected some some something to fall out of the sky for them. Yeah, I think it's nice that uh, you know Elon Musk's team's doing. It. I'm not sure if he did it for free 
I don't think he did it for free. No, but not at all. we're now learning that it's costing money. So the fact that it's costing money is telling me that Elon's probably coming back for his money. Like maybe he gave it to them in the beginning, but the fact that we're now knowing it's three million, the only one that would really know that would be Elon. So he must be not doing it for free. No, uh, and you know, it's like with everything you do for the government. You know, they they're gonna find a way to tax you. So why not you know charge them right? Exactly. And uh, speaking more about uh, space, Marcus, um, the space station's first all-private astronaut team uh, was actually welcomed aboard the orbiting platform uh, not too long ago. And so um, this is an all-private team of astronauts that was ever launched to the uh, International Space Station, ISS, and uh, they were welcomed aboard the orbit just recently. And their arrival came after about 21 hours after the four-man team represented the Houston-based startup company Axiom Space Inc. lifted off from NASA's Kennedy Space Center, riding atop a SpaceX-launched Falcon 9 rocket. And we all know the Crew Dragon capsule uh, is very responsible for the mission. And, you know, they go through a lot of procedures, Marcus. I mean... I don't know if I really want to go to space. First of all, when you do it, you're putting a tax on your body. Right. And you're also, you know, making things hard for yourself. And then when you get back to Earth, you have to go through an acclimation period. You know what it always reminds me of? If someone's ever broken their leg and, um, you know, they can't move that leg because it's in a cast, they get atrophy. I think that's very similar to the way the astronauts probably feel, you know, when they when they get off that uh, dragon capsule, you know, they don't really show too much. They, you know, they wave, they take one or two steps, and then right away they're like assisting them. It's yeah. like I don't think they want us to know too much, but I have to tell you, I think they're very incapacitated. That's what they take yeah. that one or two steps, and then oh yeah, let me help you. It's like they took two steps, and now let's help you. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine. Yeah. I think they're afraid they're going to fall over. I think they're more concerned about a lawsuit. And mm -hmm. I'm sure that they had to sign away their life to be able to go on this dragon capsule. So I think it's probably more risky than skiing or even skydiving because you really don't know how it's going to affect your body. You go through, what, several weeks or months of training to mm -hmm. simulate what might be the conditions in space, but it could be worse. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to take a trouble. rain check on that. I know even in Disney when they had the red and the green ride, I stayed on the green side and did not want to go on the red side or the orange side. You're right. Because uh, a lot of people were uh, regurgitating their lungs. Whew. That's got to be tough. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll watch the SpaceX uh, right here from Earth, thank you, or from my mobile phone. Yeah, better view. <laughs> yeah, better view, and and I know that I can keep both feet uh, planted on the ground. That's not right. to say that I mind flying, although flying's been a little challenging, as you know, lately with um, you know the different orbital systems and uh, space patterns and the wind. You know, just because you have nice weather doesn't mean that you're actually going to have a smooth flight. And I've been noticing, you know, the more that I travel that flight's just not as smooth as it used to be. I think our uh, atmosphere is really changing, Marcus. Mm -hmm. 
That's and, for real. Uh, you know, it's like becoming something that people are now having to become more accustomed to. And the flight attendants just seem to be more concerned about safety. They were in the past, but I feel that their main goal is safety, like even more than ever before. And that tells me that space travel, even flying in a plane, it's changed. Right. It definitely has changed. All right. So um, we talk about China a little bit and let's bring them up. Well, China's electric vehicle makers, Neo, is suspending production due to supply chain disruptions. Isn't that a quinky dink? Oh. <laughs> we you might have lost happened. you there a second, Marcus. Yeah, again? You, you knew what would happen sooner or later. Yeah, I, I kind of did. But now that it's happening right in China, so it's not just the United States that's getting uh, the brunt of what's going on. Mm-hmm. They suspended the production after the country measures to contain the recent surge of, guess what? COVID-19 cases <laughs> disrupting operations. Come on, guys. Yeah. Let's get off this. Yeah, I think it's going to be the, the excuse for another full year, John. You, you, I mean, you actually, you predicted this, like, you know, that, like, you know, we're not going to come out, come out of, like, this thing until, you know, about early next year, maybe, if we're lucky. This is crazy. So the company is going to postpone deliveries of their electronic vehicles to users. And they're supposedly going to work together with suppliers to strive for a resumption while trying to meet the government's COVID curbs. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And we know China has been taking a strict lockdown uh, set of measures to uh, prevent the COVID-19 from becoming more contagious, like the Omicron variant and several other places. But, you know, Marcus, I don't want to say COVID is over, but I do want to say that I think if we're taking the right precautions, life's ready to go on. I think we're ready to get outside and start living again, even indoors. Right. right. That's so You know, true. there's always going to be a cold. There's always going to be a flu. And so what do we do? Stop living? I was talking to somebody the other day. And he says, well, you know, life is very dangerous. I said, well, you know, stepping off a curb is dangerous, too. A car could hit you. But right. I don't see you stopping to cross uh, streets. Well, John, that's different. Well, no, it's not. It's not any different. <laughs> I just yeah. find this to be such bureaucratic nonsense. I get that there was a problem and there might still be some challenges, but I think people are just using this as an excuse to not continue our economy. That's exactly what it feels like and what it looks like. And, and it's just not the way because, um, you know, it's really hurting a lot of businesses, uh, a lot of smaller businesses. It's hurting a lot of end end user consumers. Uh, we just don't know when it's going to improve. And I think Marcus, it's not just going to end with this one supplier that makes cars. I think this is going to domino around the globe. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Getting parts is, is extremely hard. 
And so I'm sure Neo is not the only one. But it's interesting that they're in China and they suspended production. Because we thought China was okay and that they were producing things pretty massively. Oh, uh, we got that wrong. I I definitely think so. Yeah, you're right. We got it wrong. And I yeah. almost think that this was a plan. I think the Chinese knew that they were going to stop production. I don't think they yep. just said, well, let's just stop production today because we can't get parts. It's like, do you know what's going on in the world? Like, have you planned ahead? to see what you could do to mitigate these kinds of situations. So we all know there's a chip supply shortage. I'm sure you know about that, right? Whether we're talking about yeah. the cars, the chips yeah. that need to start the engines. And we're told yeah. now, Marcus, that shortage is going to last until 2024. <laughs> so, yeah, this is way past the time that, like, you know, we kind of, we was hoping to predict, you know, we, we said 20. 23, 23, 23. I do see that production is getting better, but I also see that a lot of manufacturers are starting to make their own chips so they can get their products, you know, uh, on the line. Recently, we were waiting for a delivery. I say recently, the order went in in August. We just got the delivery a week ago. Now, here's the funny thing, Marcus. Those items were manufactured in February of 2022. That's two months it took them to wow. get from you know, another country. That's to the two States. months. Wow. That is ridiculous. You know, and I, I'm sitting here with my head down, just like in disbelief of, of like, you know, what's what's going on here in our country and like around the world too. This is just not here in the US. This is around the world. But the thing that's got me a little bit floored is the manufacturers said that it's on a boat somewhere okay they said this last year it yeah, wasn't even in production till freaking february <laughs> That's so let's sad. stop the bs and saying that we can't unload stuff i think this is a whole bunch of nonsense I think it's really lying with the manufacturers based on what I saw just the other day. And I looked at all the electronic components that came in manufactured February 8th, 2022, February 5th, 2022, February 4th, 2022. But it took two months to get to us from the production wow. date of February. That's sad. So, that's, that's, I know. So the chip shortage is going to be around, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, for a little while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this undersupply will hopefully uh, rebound by itself, but it's not likely to happen overnight. Like they're saying, experts are talking now about 2024, and we're talking late 2024, not early 2024. Yeah. And so now they're going to bring, blame things on the UK because they can't get things transported. So you know they're just going to make all kinds of excuses. We already know this. Yeah. And um, yeah, it doesn't show any sign of, like, you know, of it turning around overnight. So uh, 
I don't think anything we can do but is just continue to complain and and hope that we can you know get the voices heard. Well, I always say something, Marcus. If you're not part of the solution, then you're the problem. So if you want to whine and complain and make excuses and not look for a solution, then you are the problem. And more people are the problem. They're exacerbating the original problem. Wow. That's powerful. It's, it's, uh, It's a little bit crazy. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you saw my hat here while I've got it on. So uh, one of my companies actually makes these hats, uh, Believe and Achieve. And, you know, um, we can make them for you. And pretty soon we'll have the option that you guys can have your own hats customized with your logos, QR codes, pictures, messages, branding. Because everybody wears a cap, don't they, Marcus? <laughs> they you do. can order one from us. You could order 100 from us. And we'll have that. Ready pretty soon. Right now, we're working on creating Jaymore swag, uh, which will be available pretty soon. Hats, T-shirts, and much more. So be sure to stay tuned to the show because I'll have all this swag, and I'll even be giving some of this away to people that actually answer my questions. All right. So how about this, Marcus? We're always engineering things to be better, to be more efficient. And, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. use less power and all that. But how about this for a phenomenon? Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Engineered crystals could help computers run more efficiently. Hmm. This comes to us, Marcus, from the University of California uh, and Berkeley. Engineers have created engineered crystal structures. So computers may be growing smaller and more powerful. But Hmm. they are going to require a great deal of energy to operate. You see, what a lot of people don't realize is that as we make the computers smaller, okay, Right. And we try to put more, uh, let's say, circuits per surface area. Gets a yeah. lot hotter under that hood. Yeah, sure. And do. the total amount of energy the U.S. Uh, will be dedicated to computing has continued to rise. And so over the last decade, we're going to see that it quickly approaches a major sector like transportation. Mm-hmm. And people think, well, you know, it's only a little computer. But, you know, I got to tell you something. These little computers can actually burn out if they're not properly ventilated. Now, you can't always stick a fan on something. So you got to have proper heat sinks to dissipate the heat. Yeah. Or we're going to say goodbye uh, to that chip or to that component. And so I think. The biggest thing that 
I'm going to say the United States has under their belt is the way that we could be mm -hmm. setting the manufacturing standard for building chips. But then I hope we're not stupid enough to give it away to foreign countries. I hope we can bring production of these chips like Intel and other chips right here in the United States. Do you notice they don't make Intel chips in the United States? Why the heck not? Labor? You know what? It, it's, 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 all, it's got to do a lot, lot with labor. It's got a lot to do with like a, the, all the bureaucratic uh, red tape that, you know, that we go through to, you know, try to help our corporations out when they want to do the right thing, you know, and um, this is where we find ourselves, you know, and, and these excuses that, you know, that get poured out, you know, uh, year after year. And, and, you know, and I, I believe you asking, asking the right question, John, and um, this is a conversation that needs to be had more and more. And, you know, the more that we head down the path that we currently are on track with, prices are going to continue to raise more and more. And so when that happens, uh, I'm going to say that it's going to be it's going to be a big problem because as, as we see what's going on right now, I think the biggest challenge we're going to have is that people don't understand that, you know, this is going to cost us a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, it's going to be very expensive. And uh, that's uh, what's going to open people's eyes up. Because yeah. nobody cares what's going on in our world until it costs the piper money. Right? That's what people care. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, right. that 75% of production okay, takes place in east asia that's where our chips are being made today and 90 percent of the most advanced chips are being made you know where they're being made it's not it's, it's not china where uh, do you think they're being made if you had a guess uh, the most advanced yes in the u.s taiwan Oh, wow. Okay. So they're saying that approximately 75% of Intel's semiconductor fabrication is performed in the United States. Okay. So why the heck don't we make the rest of the chip in the United States? You see, it's interesting, Marcus. When something has to be done very delicately and very succinctly, we don't send that to China or Taiwan. No. But when there's something that can be done massively at cheap labor, we set it there. So the semiconductors are being built here, and then they're being sent over to Taiwan to finish in East Asia. Mm -hmm. That just kind of, I don't know, that kind of makes me think. Yeah, it, it, that's, it's pretty, pretty worrisome, you know. Uh, when, when thinking of about the way things are, and you know, and it, we're just so far behind now, you know, when it comes to our economy as as America and 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 our and what we're developing here, uh, in our country, as far as the things we we truly need and rely on the most. But you know, Marcus, we have the ability here, 
and we yeah. have the engineering, we have the smarts, the know-how to do this. It's a bureaucratic issue and it's a cost issue. So yeah. what I think needs to happen, and people would like me for saying this, I think we need to start taxing the chips that are coming into the United States. Yeah, we absolutely so do. We do that, and chips that are coming in are going to cost computers more money for people to buy them that are not made in the United States. Computers are still going to cost more money. Don't, mm -hmm. don't, don't um, miss a thought there. But it's probably going to be less than the cost of the importation tax. Right. But our bureaucratics don't want to do anything. They're just sitting on a log. Yeah. You know, and we knew for a while that things weren't being manufactured in the U.S. When are we going to wake up as citizens, as business owners, as people, and start telling our government that they need to start manufacturing in the United States? I mean, this isn't just a concept that we want to think about. This is something we have to move toward. And it's not going to happen overnight, but we have to take steps to get there. Or we're going to be in a very sorry place. Right now, we've already learned that we can't get supply for things. Because most of the supply we rely on is in other countries. What does the U.S. make? We have to think about it. You, you can't think of many things anymore. You know, you, you used to know right off the top of your head. You could rattle these things off, but now you don't know, really. Well, I would say, uh, you know, there's some electrical equipment that we make, and we make it pretty well. We make some medical equipment. We make sporting goods and some miscellaneous stuff. Uh, we make some food. We make petroleum and coal products. Computer electronic products, but really not as high as I would expect it to be. So um, the top 10 manufactured products in America's $2 trillion export industry are really what's shaping <laughs> um, our world. Man. And that's what I said. I said $2 trillion export industry. Wow. It's not talked about enough. Yeah, this is not talked about enough in the main, main media. You know, we literally gave our money away. Well, the media just wants to quiet people down and, and, and not talk about it. So electrical equipment is, uh, is a very big thing that we actually make in the United States. Fabricated metal products is made in the United States. Okay. Medical yep. equipment, sporting goods, and some miscellaneous are made in the United States. Okay. Uh, primary metals. Some foods, not a lot, but some. Petroleum and coal, as I mentioned to you. And computer and electronic products, not the raw product. Mm -hmm. They're making some parts of it, but it's not enough. Right. And, you know, you got chemicals that are made in the United States. You got transportation equipment that's made in the United States. <laughs> so there are some things made in the United States, but you know, Marcus, it's going to cost more money. I would rather pay more money and get a product for the United States. I just think it's made better. It's solid. And it's going to work.
Yeah. Very easily. That's brilliant, Jaron, on your part. There was a commercial uh, online social media the other day saying this refrigerator will outlive generations of people. And the reason is, and I'm talking about refrigerators that are made in the 1980s. Something happened, Marcus, between 1980 and 1990. They just stopped making quality refrigerators and appliances. They have designed them to break down. Have you noticed that? I noticed it. It's pretty disgusting. But this is their way because they can't make enough money, so they want it to break down. I would rather pay more money for a product that would last a lifetime. Right. Or, you know, hey, it, it, it's... It's like they say, you know, if if you if you're not getting it from where where you can put your money at, you know, you got to go somewhere else. <laughs> and I think, you know, a lot of companies, and I've seen uh, many websites online, and they have a medical product that is a knockoff or a competitor to the U.S. product. I'll give you an example: scales. A lot yeah. of digital scales are not made in the United States. There's a few that are. The ones that are not made in the United States, if you weigh yourself today, mm -hmm. it's one weight. If you take the scale and you move it to the left just a few inches and you get on, you could be off five pounds, higher or lower. Yeah. And I was like, how can they allow something like this to be sold? It's not accurate. No. So, yeah, that That'll be the drawback as well to like, you know, trying to lower the cost on things, uh, you know, and um, especially when things are coming out of from a different country, they don't have they don't have the same quality control uh, regulations that we got. Yeah. So I have a, a, a product real quick. I want to take out my pocket and show you. Uh, and in another show, I'm actually going to do a demonstration of it. So this is a it's a lumen. It's actually a, a device. It was in trials for a while. But what it does is it actually lets you hack your metabolism by taking breaths. And I'll do it on another show so you guys can see. But my point is, is that this product was not made in the United States. It was made in another country. When you take apart one of these products, okay, any product, whether it's a, uh, let's say, a, a Wi-Fi unit made in another country, uh, a remote control, a lumen device, a garage door opener, remote, if you take that product apart, it was made in the United States. It is disgusting the way it's made inside. Yeah. The wires, the look, it's not very attractive inside. It's This happens to be a piece of plastic, a little board. It's not really made that nice when you take off, if you took the cover off, it really is not an attractive product. Why don't they make a product that's actually good from the inside and the outside, right? When you take the product apart and you look inside, it's like, what did they do? Skimp on the manufacturing because nobody's ever going to see it. And the way they put the wires in and just everything about it just turns my stomach. 
that it doesn't have the same look and feel as the outside does. And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, some of these chargers you see or some of these uh, devices people use for their skin or their face or what have you, if you took that product apart, one of those knockoff products, and you looked how it was wired and you looked at the shoddy construction inside, it's like a fire waiting to happen. But yeah, we plug these things into our outlet because they got UL approved. I don't know how the heck they get UL approved, UL approved Marcus. Yeah, that's different. I don't even know. Yeah, you're seeing a lot more of that nowadays. But it is terrible if you take something. It could be a calculator. It could be anything. And if you take something that was 10 years, 15 years ago, there's a big difference in the way it's assembled. A big, mm -hmm. big difference. So the question I have, Marcus, is when is our country going to wake up? Man, you know, John, I really wish I had the answer to that. And, you know, with so much conflict uh, ensuing, you know, around the world, you know, it, it's just really hard to really figure out, you know, when that's going to occur for us. I don't know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are just about to the end of our show. And uh, I want to let you know that we have a great guest coming uh, next week, which uh, is... April 22nd, he'll be with us on the 29th as well. We're going to dive into some really personal issues about technology and how you need to understand what's going on before your children become a case study. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, and I guess we got to say goodbye. But don't worry, we'll be back again next week. Enjoy your weekend, and if you miss some details, just go back and replay it. You can always do that, even at 3 a.m. in the morning, because we're here for you 24 hours a day, so you can watch it and take the knowledge and let it inspire your life. I'll be back. Yes, I'll be back next time on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show with my guest, Dr. Michael Michitelli. You're not going to want to miss him. being treated for pain be a pain come to downtown's healthcare 950 17th street in denver find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery without drugs call downtown's healthcare 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown